Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want to say something here today. I kind of want to, before I get to that purpose, they, or into a deeper The Bible says that when Jesus Christ was lifted up, it's Ephesians chapter 4, it says, He gave gifts on the men and women. So that means when Jesus went up, gifts came down. And it's my and your responsibility to understand that the gift of God that was given to me and you was not based upon anything we did. It came because it was God's plan. This is why you can't get mad um, at your calling because it wasn't yours. It's a gift. You know what I mean? So I think what a lot of people don't realize in the earth and in the church is that gifts were given to you and it's your responsibility to discover them and walk in them. And I think one of the greatest reasons why people have dissatisfaction in life is because they do not understand that God had a plan and a purpose for their life before they ever got here. Okay, and what we kind of can see this like, and I want to say this very carefully because it could almost come off kind of, are you saying I'm out of the will of God? It's kind of like this. You're out, let's just say out of the will of God would maybe be like this. I know what the will of God is for my life but I'm not going to do it. That's not what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. I have not discovered what the will of God is for my life. Do you see the difference? This would be like, let's just use me because I know what I'm doing, right? Like I know what I'm supposed to be doing, I think. I know I'm supposed to be pastor in the church, but I'm not going to do it. That's out of the will of God. That's completely out of the will of God. That's really good. You know what I mean? I know I'm supposed to be whatever you're doing in there, but I'm not going to do it. Out of the will of God. Uh, I'm not happy being a mom. Well, you better get happy being a mom because if you're called to be a mom, you got to do it. See what I'm saying? Whatever it is. And that's a big calling. Whatever it is, I'm saying I don't know what the will of God is for my life. That brings that brings dissatisfaction because I'm out of the will of God in my knowing. Do you understand? Because I'm going to say that terminology like out of the will of God, and you're like, oh, now you're you're going to get me mad, and you got it. So what am I saying? I'm going to say it one more time. We got to go. I don't know what the will of God is for my life. Great. You might be out of the will of God in the knowing. Not the blatant rebellion. I know what God called me to do, but I'm not doing that. That's totally different. That's a big problem. Okay? So, it brings dissatisfaction because you're not fulfilling your purpose. So, it's kind of like this. I always say this all the time. Can you imagine, like, um, all right, take a fish out of water and put it on land. It's not going to work. It was never designed to be on land. It's designed to be in the water. Take a horse and shove him in the water. And he was never really designed to swim. He can swim, but that's not where his element of, of, of greatness is. 
it's it's on the track or in an open field. You see what I'm saying? It brings dissatisfaction. And if you're not careful and you do not correct and understand and discover, it could lead you to a life of disobedience. Because what happens is God has a plan. God has a purpose. But am I pursuing it? I didn't know I was supposed to pursue it. Well, you are supposed to pursue it. So this is big. Okay? Let's let's try to find this out. And, you know, we read this scripture a couple weeks ago. Psalms 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain to build it. And when we read it, it said, man, God will give you the grace to build the house. Man. Before you make moves, you got to ask God, is the Lord in it? Remember yesterday? Is it a good idea or is it a God idea? I ask that question quite often. Good idea, God idea, right? Okay, it says, um, it doesn't work unless God's in it. That's big. Um, Is it God's plan? So here's a big thing with relationships before you get married. Is God in it? It ain't going to work without God. Are you unequally yoked? It isn't going to work without God. Are you with the wrong person? It's not going to work with God. Married people, he will give you the grace. I married the wrong person. Then we got saved. What are we going to do? God will give you the grace. But you can build an entire house, right? And you could labor, right? And you could do all this cool stuff. But if God's not in it, it ain't going to work. So big time, right? I say this sometimes. It's better to wait on God than make decisions on your own strength and your own ability. If you're too busy to wait on God and discover his plan, you might go through times of trouble that were unnecessary because you didn't wait on the plan of God. Okay? I know that. Okay? Because this is it. The secret to the success of your life is walking close to the word of God, the will of God, and the ways of God. But that's up to you. That's, that's, um, you know, that's just, there ain't no other way around that, man. Okay. So you got to find your place in the earth of what God called you to do. God's plan for your life is discovered, but God's plan for your life has already been. Now, somebody say, are you saying we're predestined? No. What I'm saying is you're pre-called. And now you discover it. Now you're going to make decisions on your own. That's the big thing. But you got to make sure they're listening to God and what he's asking you to do. Um, uh, this is so good. Um, you got to really, really focus on this. Once you get the plan, you got to start following it. That's huge. Okay. It's really, really important. That you learn to trust and rest in what God has said. But a lot of times in life, remember I've been talking about this, it, it gets tough because you don't know what to do. Okay? You don't know, you don't know, you don't know what direction, you don't know the steps, you don't know, uh, you don't know the plan, you don't know everything. It's not all dialed out. Remember, we talked about this, uh, it was um last Sunday. I said, God left. Hezekiah alone. Wow. Why? To test his heart. Wow. I felt like I was left alone. 
I didn't know that's what it was about. What do I need to do when God's testing my heart? Follow the plan anyway, as best I know how. And these are two elements that I like that keeps me connected to the plan of God. It's gratitude and thankfulness. Gratitude and thankfulness. Now, this is big. Why? Because you can you can get... Listen to what it says in Philippians 4, 6 in the Passion. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout your day, each day, ordering your faith-filled requests, offering, I'm sorry, offering your faith-filled requests before God, who, basically, with overflowing gratitude... Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. That's big. You're going to like that one. And then here's the next one. Thankfulness. Man, oh man. I got Colossians 3.15 in the message. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing and what? Cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, basically have run of your house. Give it plenty of room in your life. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing. Sing in your hearts out to God. Now, I like what it said here, right? It says, don't go off and do your own thing. Thankfulness, right? Now watch this. Don't be pulled in different directions. So gratitude, right? And thankfulness help you with the unknown season. So a lot of you are making progressional steps towards what you believe God. So we already touched this. We touched this yesterday. We've been touching this all month in the series. That's why it's important to listen to the whole month, right? Hey, I'm trying to discover my purpose. Okay, you've already been through that. Maybe you haven't. Keep asking. The moment you do, stay connected to gratitude and thankfulness, even in the quiet seasons, because like Hezekiah, I may be tested in my faith to make sure I could walk out the unseen. Well, that's everybody you've seen in the Bible, right? And this is big. This is huge. Because I think this is one of the greatest keys to purpose because it's a discovery and I have an assignment and God doesn't tell you every step of the assignment. He only tells you pieces of it. And if you're not careful, you will forfeit because you'll stop pushing forward because it doesn't look like anything's working. So what you got to understand is you're no accident. Okay. That's big, man. Look what he said in, in, in Isaiah. In the Isaiah 44.2, in the CEV version, right? I am your creator. You were in my care even before you were born. You're telling me God didn't figure this out? He He prescribed every single detail of your life, your body, your mind. Everything, everything about you. He got, he picked your race. He picked, he picked, he picked your gender. He picked your hair. He, he customized you. Come on, somebody, let's go. Woo. You, you, the Bible says, you know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit, 
how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Ain't that good news? Somebody's like, man, I wish he would have made me a little skinnier. Come on, somebody, give me an amen, right? Somebody's like, I wish he would have made me taller. Cut it out. I would have made. I wish he would have gave me long hair. All the guys with no hair are going, I wish he would have just gave me hair. I don't care if it was whatever, man. It could have been curly and shot out. No, this was saying God made you in his likeness, in his image, okay? Why? Because God made you for a reason, okay? He also decided when you were going to be born. Come on, somebody. He planned the days of your life, right? You know what I mean? Like he's got a plan for you. So are you really discovering or are you designing? You know what I'm saying? I think you're discovering. It's already been, it's already been kind of laid out like, Gifts, calling, purpose, plans. Now you make decisions. You have a free will. I am not preaching predestination, but you understand what I'm saying. Like you got a gift. Why did God make you? you may, you've been made for an assignment in the earth. I think that, man, that thing's so good. Man, if you can catch a hold of this thing right here, this is going to mess you up, okay? Um, your assignment is important, okay? And and a lot of you are trying to duck your assignment, Um. And God's not going to be ignored. Okay? And I started thinking about Jonah is a perfect example because he didn't want to listen to God's instruction and arise and go to Nineveh. All right? And that's Jonah 1 and 2. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? He said, oh, and Nineveh, that great city and cry again. He tells him, go to Nineveh and go against that city and cry against it for their wickedness has come up before me. Right? Y'all remember Jonah? And what did Jonah say? Nah, bro. He went to Tarshish and left the presence of the Lord and went unto Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid for the ticket. Right? I preached this sermon one time. You made you made what did I say? I said something like you may you may have paid for the ticket, but you ain't going for the ride. <laughs> Or something like it was funny, but it was funny. Like I bought a ticket. Yeah, you ain't on. You ain't that ticket ain't gonna work out, right? But the Lord sent the great wind. This is all Jonah chapter one, right? And what did he do? And the sea and the tempest and the sea and the ship was broken. And Jonah, right? Three, three. He got. They said something's wrong. They got the word of the Lord. They said something's wrong on this boat. Some of you got to get the Jonah off your boat. Come on. Some of you better get the Jonah out of your business. You better get the Jonah out of your company. You better get the Jonah out of your ministry. Amen. And they, they woke up. They said, nah, man, judgment's hitting us. Something ain't right. And Jonah's like, hey, what's up, man? And like, you the one, man. And they threw him overboard. He spent three days and three, was it three days and three nights in the belly of a fish? Come on. Oh, my God. Can you, you can't make this stuff up. Right? God, God is not going to handle defiance in any sort of way because if you called you called telling you I'm just telling you and this pain you know pain pain is a proof that something's out of order So sometimes pain 
is not a problem per se. It is a revealer. If something's out of order, usually pain comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you, if you, um, if you um, hit your foot or you fall or something, you know what I mean? Whatever. That pain is showing you something's out of order. Something's not working right sometimes. Pain forces you to look to the Word of God for answers. Pain forces you to lean on God instead of people. Pain forces you to learn where you maybe went off track. Pain forces you to long to be in God's presence so you can get out of the pain that you're in in the present. Pain forces you to listen to God for change and instruction. Your hurting season sometimes is the greatest season of your life because you're more apt to listen in a place of pain than you are in a place where pain is absent. God doesn't bring the pain, but we create the pain sometimes in our own life because we don't know direction. Remember in the beginning, I'm not saying you know what to do and are willfully... Look, if you know what to do like Jonah and you willfully walk away, pain is your only reward. But if you don't know and you're trying, you keep thanking him and keep gratitude and you keep walking forward, eventually you'll get on track. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. He delighteth in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord holdeth him with his hand. See what I'm saying? He's saying, I'll help you. This is something I want to kind of talk about. <clears throat> I messed up my assignment. Not, maybe you did. That scripture leads me into it. God can forgive your sins and mistakes you've made in the pursuit of going after your assignment in the earth. Just told you, good men will fall down, but they'll get up. Man may go, but God will pick them up. Those who walk with Jesus, Jesus will understand that you're 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 not always going to hit it right. Peter was a mess. Just look at guys. I want you to understand that as long as you're trying to discover your purpose, the mistakes you made on the way from where you are to discovery, God's not going to hold you per se in contempt of that. He's going to understand and work with your heart because this, the purity of your heart to want to follow God removes the penalties of the mistakes you made in the process. So have you failed a little bit? Are you broken hearted? Have you made a mistake? Have you, have you basically not listened to God's invitation? Have you walked away? Have you had similar kind of failures like the Samson's of the worlds, the Peter's of the world. God will still bless you and let his spirit come upon you again. That's the thing I like about Samson. When you look at Delilah, I preached another sermon, what's your Delilah? Something's pulling you away from God's calling. Something's pulling you away from what God has put you on the face of the earth to do. But even Samson had the spirit of the Lord come upon him one more time. 
And I want you to know that I don't think it's blatant disregard for calling and purpose and plan, but sometimes what we do is we unwillingly and un, un, understandable to the natural human mind where this journey begins, we forfeit it because we don't pursue it. You have to understand something about this assignment. It's going to require seasons of preparation. And preparation is never wasted time, but it's so silent, you'll feel like you're you'll feel like you're losing it, man. Because you're not born qualified, you become qualified. Moses is the great example of this. Man, I'm just flooded with thoughts while I'm talking to you guys. I'll talk more about this on Sunday. Moses is trying. He's, he's birthed into a moment. He's discarded by man. God picks him up, puts him on a journey that's almost unreal. And, and, and because he's called, he's, he's perplexed by the pressure of it. He actually murders a man. And basically gets called out on it and runs into the desert for 40 years, I believe, totally out of the will of God. Because sometimes you get so frustrated in your calling, you don't understand the timing of it. I think he was premature in his timing of his purpose, and therefore it cost him 40 years. And eventually it cost him his life and the people that were following him. Because when you do not understand the timing of your assignment, you'll get pressured to make moves way before. Jesus was behind it. Moses was ahead of it. Moses literally came out too early while Jesus waited for his mother to release him into his ministry. And she did it at the season of whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. He said, woman, my time has not come. He was slow to step into what God called them to be while other people jump into it too early. Never allow the season of preparation to become a problem. And you got to articulate that stuff on your own. Um, that's really good stuff because preparation is never wasted time. Jesus prepared for 30 years for three and a half years of ministry. Give me a break. How in the heaven could we not understand that some of this stuff is going to take a little more time, less time? Remember this. The seasons of your life are coming. The season of preparation is never wasted time. But I want you to be left with this. And we're going to talk more about this. This is why all month. Go back, watch the whole month. We're in the middle of the month. I got a couple more weeks. I'm not leaving you. But I want you to do, like yesterday I told you, ask God. Now today I'm leaving you with this. What steps am I taking to fulfill my purpose? What is my assignment? Where do I go? Where do I stay? And how do I walk through the seasons of life? We're going to talk about it more. Go back and watch this. Moses came out early. Jesus didn't come out late, but he was moved in the timing to fulfill his purpose. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for their purpose. Thank you for their steps, their order of you. Thank you for taking them, leading them, and guiding them, and helping them discover who they are in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, guys. Check out this video. I'm going to see you Sunday. I love you, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.